do 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 welcome to the side quest your weekly journey into video games we should we should have a, a theme song just like that uh or maybe not I think you just I'm made dolly it. <clears throat> oh yeah i'm dolly joining me to my left your right is zach and oh look at that just pop it in at the right time the one the only Taylor bliss god you I, should, I shouldn't be here your beards are looking way, way, way better than mine. You're not feeling well. You're just sick of us. Probably just sick of us. Tired of you. All of you. Everybody. <laughs> Excellent. Always good. Always good times. Always good news to hear from from Taylor and Zach in the uh, the optimism and positivity. How you guys doing? Especially Taylor. He's very Great. positive. I'm trying to turn my lamp on. There we go. Uh, I can't you know. tell a difference in the lighting. It's not for you. I didn't do it for you. <laughs> it's my lamp. It's, it's not your lamp. Well, hey guys, uh, it's been it's been a week since we last spoke, um, and a lot has happened. Nothing. See, I think nothing has happened. I was gonna say name one thing. Silent Hill. That was about it. I'm not familiar. Like, not, not never heard of him. Who? Silent Who? Is that a uh, video game? There's a new Mortal Kombat game announced. Oh yeah, that mobile game. Gotcha. And not real. Final Fantasy 16 uh, trailer. Okay, that was actually the one thing that did happen this week. That was actually the one thing that did happen. What did you guys think of that trailer? It looks really good. Yeah. I mean, uh, the combat looks uh, even more crazy than I thought it was going to be. It's very much more Devil May Cry than anything else, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. really excited about that. And it's supposed from what I read in some like press thing is you can like customize your combos, so it's gonna be cool to see how that is. So I'm assuming it's gonna be like Final Fantasy VII remake, where you kind of can customize your uh, attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. It just it just looks like a Devil May Cry game, which is not what I expected. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely felt like that for sure. <clears throat> I like the um, here. I'm gonna hit the hit the play here because basically the only news we have. Um, I did like the uh, unless we want to uh, talk about more contract nonsense. More contract nonsense, baby. Um, no, I liked that the the whole crystal aspect. I know that's a trope that Final Fantasy has had for a long time, and they kind of went every away game. from it. Now it's, yeah, every game, but they're really making it a focus of this one in kind of a unique ish way, I guess. Like in previous games, they were <clears throat> they tended to be crystals that you could take with you, right? It's like, oh, we got the crystal. Somehow, somehow on the screen, they're like the size of a of a human, but then they fit spoken in your spoken like a man who has not played through Final Fantasy fourteen single player <laughs> campaign. This is this is correct. This is correct. Have not played through single player campaign yet. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but no, it's uh, definitely a darker darker looking Final Fantasy game, which I mm. like. I do like that. Uh, but well, like, I, yeah, I'm, it, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It makes sense. Like in the world that they made, is like okay, these crystals, like they choose like a champion, and the champion can inhabit that summon, right? So if you think about in a fancy world, if that existed, like there would be people who go to war who have these champions and stuff. They're going to be fighting us. Like so, it it just kind of makes sense from like a really yeah. just like basic story level. Like okay, there's these champions of these gods and they're 
warring politics. So it's just like a, it's kind of a basic story, which is what I'm excited about. I'm excited that's like pretty just like easy to understand because Final Fantasy for a long time has been like really overcomplicating overcompl things for whatever reason. But this just seems like hey, let's like go back to basics. Let's like do a Final Fantasy like which is like three, I think, the one that has the crystals, the crystal braves or whatever. Uh, it's kind of like they, go back to that they, yeah. bravely default kind of, you know. Yep. Yeah. No, it's cool. So. I like it. I think it's good. I'm excited for it. Final Fantasy 16 still somehow on schedule for 2023. My man Yoshi P. You know, this is what happens you when you got the spread is, uh, feeds. Yeah. That's what happens when you got creative business unit 13 behind your you. spreadsheet yeah. power. They're my favorite, my, my favorite developer, Creative Business Unit 13. Yep. <clears throat> CBE 13. Um, there's not much other news. I don't want to talk about the Bayonetta stuff because <laughs> it's not worth talking about. Uh, it's, it's, um, not, it's, it's not. I'm excited it's, uh, for Friday. That's all I know. I'm excited to play the game. Yes, go. I've got it uh, pre ordered as well. It's already out this Friday, eh? Yeah. I got that super Damn. special edition. Uh, pre-ordered, so I'll be I'll be playing that sucker. But yeah, I'm excited. I <clears throat> I uh, I think I mentioned it last week, but I'm I did get Bayonetta for Le Suisse, and I'm looking now to maybe not open this and buy a uh, wait wait till it comes out for super cheap on Steam and then play on the Steam Deck. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. They usually do uh, what is it? What's that shooter game Platinum did? Vanquish? Uh, Vanquish. Yeah, they usually do a double pack of those where you get both of them for 20 yeah. bucks. Like, yeah. so just get that. Do you think Vanquish that do awesome. you think we'll ever get um hell no. Yeah, I mean this is probably yeah, that's probably the correct answer to this question. Uh Bayonetta 2 on an, on another platform outside of Nintendo. <laughs> mm -mm. Nintendo sitting, owns sitting, it. sitting here looking longingly at Bayonetta 1. Available to buy on Steam. There was a rumor that went around that Kamiya pushed for a PC port for two and three. And I'm sure you pushed for it. And then Nintendo was like, Nintendo was like, yeah, but if you do that, this pile of money does not go to you. And then they were like, oh, I guess, guys, we can't do it. <laughs> and I think that was probably about the end of it. Yeah. Nintendo just waves a bunch of Benjis in front of them. Uh, yeah, it's coming out Friday. It is. We're in the thick of it now. We talk about in the thick of game season. We are in the thick of it right now. Um, it's going to be like, I mean, I'm going to call it, we'll call this one kind of like the kickoff because it's the end of October. Uh, but I was going to say the start of November and then it's going to be kind of breakneck through March. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty nutty. And then by the time that March rolls around um, and we actually hear about other, other news about you know game consoles perhaps maybe um it's going to be like breakneck from yeah. uh, the, like the summer is actually probably going to be uh pretty packed next year i would guess people are going to try and 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 slot things in yep you also forgot there's a zelda coming out <laughs> within the next yeah. like seven months yeah <laughs> so i mean isn't that in march theoretically or is that where they push the Things are May. Yeah. yeah, the other M month gets me every time. Yeah, you know, other M always gets that's, me. Well. That's crazy to think, okay. <laughs> yeah, I love, new, I, love, I, love, I, love, I love Metroid. 
we have a new Zelda in seven months. Finally, finally. Um, yeah, I think it'll pass. It's just there's nuts. so many it, games. It, like you said, the breakneck speed, and it started. Um, it really did kind of start last week because I. I picked up a game last week that uh, I'm going to talk about. Yeah, it started because Dally bought a game last week. I, That's I, I right. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I'll get into it. I'm going to go first. <laughs> uh, the game that I picked up uh, was the one, the only Mario and Rabbids um, part. I forgot this uh, even existed. Spark of <laughs> It's um, those that know me know that I absolutely loved <clears throat> the original uh, uh, Mario and Rabbids game. It really surprised me. Um, kind of came out of nowhere because remember that game? They it leaked before <clears throat> E3, and people mm-hmm. were saying it's gonna be this this garbage. What, what are they? What are they doing? This is do what are they doing? And uh, who who wants this? And uh, they ended up showing it at E3. It showed really well, and then hey, it's a really good game. That first one. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 the the stage presentation that they had for Mario and Rabbids was actually yeah. decent. It was pretty decent. Well, also and the I, personal story behind it too, like the creative yeah. director. Oh yeah, met Miyamoto, and he was like twenty, and like he's his hero, and all like that's like a really inspiring thing behind it too. So, I completely cool. agree. Completely agree. And it um, it was uh, you know, it, it was just, it's a really solid game. Controls well, and um. Good story. You know, great story, fun little story. It, a lot of cool, you know. I just love the the tactical gameplay. So, the second one comes along, finally after years and years and years, and uh, years, six, six, five, five and a half, five years, and it is more of the same. Except it's not, but it is. Uh, the reason I say it's not this. So this is basically like the opening sequence of the game. Mario has to rescue a rabbit's uh, blue overalls. Um, and uh, <clears throat> what they're doing with this one is they, it, it's definitely more quality of life adjustments with this game, but they really do make quite a difference. If um, it, you know, if, if you have it, if you've played the first one, you can tell right away. So one of the big things I noticed right off is that um, <clears throat> the, and the people have talked about it, but uh you you now have sort of free reign to move around the battlefield. I mean, you still have. Oh, sort yeah, of it's 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 not like it because but the first one was like pure square based, right? It was like tile. Yeah, tile right. based. This one is just like <clears throat> it's more of zone based. It's like hey, you can move within the red zone right here. So go wherever you want within this red zone. You can hide be hide behind the bricks, or you can just kind of hang out in one spot, you know, and take on enemies. And so, um, I really like that aspect. It 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 makes the game feel much more accessible because you don't have to, uh, and also faster. Cause one of the, one of the things about tile based stuff is you really have to plan your moves, like sometimes two, three moves ahead of time. And it ends up coming down to, can you make the perfect run with the least amount of, t- like you're always trying to get the least amount of tiles so you can save up the amount of moves and space, energy, all that kind of stuff. Not the same in this. And this is like, just go have fun, enjoy it. <clears throat> run around the battlefield um, and shoot. Oh, Dolly doesn't like strategy games. I get it. I hate strategy games. No, no, this Makes is definitely totally, very much a strategy game. But they also added, um, like, what what they're doing with this one is that they're they're adding uh, 
more like action moves to the repertoire of what the characters can do. So you can dash into enemies now and run past them and, and, you know, take some HP off of them that way and then still make your way around and, uh, and hide behind bricks and stuff. Or you can do the team jump, which wasn't as big of a factor in the first one, but definitely is in this one where they encourage you to do that whole, you know, jumping off of one player, like they lift you for you, fling you in the air. <clears throat> that works really well in this um, to get you into other levels of whether it's other levels of battle, battlefield or across like ravines and across gaps and stuff. So, um, but the one little quality of life thing that I really love is that you're, you're, yes, you're still controlling Bebo or whatever the name of this uh, little floating thing is, but it's now, situated above the head of the let me, let me get a shot of it here there it is <clears throat> above the head of the character that you're running with in the first game you're you're directly controlling this guy he's kind of sliding around the battlefield and mario and the team is just kind of dragging be dragging behind you so you don't feel like you're actually controlling a team in this case it feels like you're actually controlling mario because or whoever it is because you can you had them situated floating above their head and uh, it feels much more like an action, much more like a traditional Mario game, but with plenty of tactical, uh, you know, tactical stuff put in there. Great, you know, great weapon design. A lot of the weapon stuff carries over and then how you kind of upgrade levels and, or how upgrade, you know, wep the weapons and uh, the types of weapons you can get, the amount of weapons you can get <clears throat> and the amount of gear you can get. So that all kind of carries over, but... Yeah, all those other little quality of life improvements really go a long way. Um, I'm freaking enjoying. I've got like you know five six hours in the game. I think that someone said it was like a 35 hour game if you really want to get yeah. everything. Which I'm like, man, that's a lot. But then I realized, yeah, the first Mario and Rabbids game, if you went for all the secrets, that was that was pushing like 25 hours, 25 to 30 hours. So, <clears throat> but what they did with this one, obviously, improved the visual style. Um, even at 30 FPS, it looks pretty damn, pretty damn hot. Uh, that's that's one thing that at least, you know, when a company uh, can focus on one frame rate and really, they really nail it. It really makes things look good, unlike Pokemon. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I can't recommend it enough. It's um, I'm I'm already liking it better than the first game, and I and the first game was damn near my favorite game of 2017. It was on par with Zelda. And I think slightly ahead of Mario Odyssey in 2017. So this game, I think, is better than that first game. Yeah, Mario and Rabbids, cool. is, it's just so good. So charming. If you got a Switch, you got to pick it up. It just It's the point blank. That's that game. But you cannot tell me what to do. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you. You actually you. cannot. Um, I've been playing another game that I got. This is the review game. Down, a very secret review game. So y'all know how I I absolutely like fighting games, right? Um, oh my god, yeah, you're the I call you uh, Dally fighting game aficionado, Domofsky. So that makes sense. Uh, you know, uh, I think Evo is my my uh, my middle name. Yeah, that yeah, I was gonna say that next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Uh, the the game that I'm talking about, a very popular fighting game. It's actually been around for. Uh, is this the, them fighting herds? 
It is them fighting hurts. I'm making a lot of press for this. Uh... Yeah, I had a feeling. Launched. So this is based on. Uh, let me give you a little bit of this story. This game is like ten years in the middle. <laughs> this game it does require a backstory. <laughs> there is a backstory to this. It is uh, ten years, like ten years in the making. It was a bunch of folks who were fans of My Little Pony. Uh, no. Friendship is magic. No, said, yeah, like, said, Let's make a fighting game with My Little Pony characters. So they did. They made a fighting game with My Little Pony characters, and then got the smackdown from Hasbro uh, yeah. and said, "You can't use our IP. You got to do something else." So they got they, they kind of st- took a step back. Um, in the meantime, I was in the, high school when this got announced. Yeah, it's so I, crazy. And then, uh, dude, I remember this thing getting announced. And um, uh, then the actual like developer of Friendship is Magic, like the creator of that line of My Little Pony, the Gen Three whatever stuff. Uh, Gen 3, whatever. Yeah, she came on board and said, "I want to help co-develop this game." And so she essentially did artwork. Uh, wrangled up, wrangled up, haha, get it, uh, herds, wrangled up a team to help support them, and <clears throat> there you go. The, the game finally made its way out. They took different animals like cows and llamas and all that kind of stuff, but they're very much My Little Pony style and theme and movement and action. Uh, but it's the game is solid. I mean, it's it's ten, the crazy thing, it's, it's really a good. solid fighting game. You can get it for like next to nothing on steam right now yeah very 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 pretty cheap on steam pretty cheap you can get it in every like steam bundle which is how i think i got it in a humble bundle um or itch or something it great visual style uh i mean it's not like it's not doesn't put a lot of stress i'm playing it on xbox so i've got it playing on the series x but that's the code that i got but i've been i've been playing it on the steam deck and it for like the last six months and that may have been the first game that I really played on Steam Deck was them fighting herds, which is really funny to say. And it, uh, it yeah, it plays better on the console because it's a more of a you know dedicated beast, and it's also the full first like launch version that was always early access up until then. But man, it's competent. I really hope people, do, you know, they look past this the goofy style of My Little Pony ish stuff and realize there's a really competent, competent, fun fighting game in this uh it reminds me of what was that uh, like skull was skull girls um yeah skull Skull girls still has a new character coming out yeah it it reminds me a little bit of that and uh if you're the the nice thing about this is that if there's not a lot of people playing online because there have been times where there wasn't somebody available to play online you know if i'm just sitting there um because the game isn't massive yet but uh there's a single play, a whole big single player campaign, which is like, you know, like four hour campaign, but it's enough to keep you playing. And it sort of teaches you the ropes, the lassos of them <laughs> fighting herds, how to control the characters moves. It's kind of moves around like a 16 bit RPG and like the overworld type of stuff. But then uh, <clears throat> a lot of the action sequences, you're actually battling like wolves and ghosts and stuff. So you're one on one battles like this, or you're using those, you're using the 2D motion to kind of, you know, cross, a, go over a cliff or jump over something or avoid an obstacle. So there's, they're using that story mode to teach you the basics of how to play this game in uh, in multiplayer, which is really, really where it's at. But yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's really fun, really goofy. It's really accessible. 
from a lot of standpoints. Um, controls really well. It's it's so crazy. Yeah. It really well. You've had 10 years to put together a better control well, and it controls well. You know what? Just It's just... It's it's nice to see them finally actually hit a console release, um, yeah. especially on especially on Switch, because Switch feels like, like with many other things, a very very good um, mass market market target to yeah to kind of hit and this for a game, game is, like this. This game could be, um, you know, it it could make some some pretty nice depending on what they do with DLC characters, all that kind of stuff could make some pretty nice waves down the line if they if it's marketed well if they position it on like end caps at you know best buy or whatever <clears throat> but, i don't think it's gonna get that treatment but I don't think it's, I don't, no no we're we're best buy since for, uh, hardcore it's but, a yeah. fighting game uh and it's been out f- for four years on steam yeah i don't think it's gonna go anywhere i i think I, yeah i think i think oh, that it's so nice good. I think it's nice enough that to, that they get the Switch release, um, yeah. which will already put a very big uh, yeah. dent in wherever they were. I mean, because I'm assuming they're not getting physical. They, they are. It's a phys- physical. Switch. They, they got physical Switch. Physical for all of them. Yeah. Really? I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. Then I was not aware of that part. And that's what I'm saying. That it wasn't like that before. Um, it also has peer-to-peer rollback netcode, by the way. <laughs> I think they did that from like day one, right? Um, the, yeah, that's why yeah. people have been saying, "Cap, Capcom, why do we not have rollback?" Yeah. When this- I have a, so I have a, I've, I've got a buddy that that's he's he is he's my he's my fighting game friend. Um, the, not you, Dell. Not, no, not you. Um, Another one. Yeah. Uh, no, like he actually cares about the fighting games, and. Beast. And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was, he had a stint where he was playing them fighting herds for, them fighting herds for yeah, a couple, couple months straight. Um, just like, you know, he'll just pick it up during lulls in between other games that, uh, you know, as he waits in between releases. And yeah, it's, 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 it's very similar to, or it, in my head canon, it's very similar to Skullgirls in the sense that it's that rudimentary it's like we're gonna make mm-hmm. that basic good fighting game and the characters are you know obviously they value that aesthetic to it and yeah. you know the animals and, and the kind of uh the my little pony uh inspiration but the core of it is just a rudimentary sound well yeah. thought out uh fighting game with online rollback yeah. and no, that so part that, that part nailed it Definitely. Now, here's what makes these games different. Those two you just brought up, Skullgirls and Them's Fighting Herds, is they're made by people who love fighting games. Yeah. But they're made intentionally yeah. to be um, like, this This is what we have issue with in fighting games. This is how we address it. Skull Skullgirls is a three versus three, but you can also be a one character versus a three just yeah. having the same health uh, total. But there's also a button to like break out of long combo so if a combo is going on too long you press a button you burst and them's of uh, fighting herds also kind of has that same system so it's just it's it's a lot of fans addressing what they have problems with in like popular games uh which is cool so i was muted okay um uh, and then the third game that I've, I've been playing a lot of games this week i've got some other review games that i'll talk about next week but this game uh maybe my my goatee um 
and it's uh, is you know, I I don't think that uh, Ragnarok has a chance. Er- to every time, every Marvel. time Dally declares an early goodie, I'm I'm like, Marvel this Snap. This is me. There's no, there's no shot. No, it's good, but I want to say it's goaty good. No, Marvel Snap is fantastic. It's really it is, good. It's like the easy. It's you know what? It's like hey, I feel like playing three minutes. I, I feel like playing like a quick match. You know, uh, on the toilet. It's the best toilet game. Best in the in the middle of a meeting, waiting for the meeting to kick off type of game because they're that quick. Um, yeah, it's and it's very easy to get so yeah it's a card game collectible card game um very easy to progress i did finally get to the point where um after you kind of clean up the missions you're like okay what do i do there's nothing there there's there's i gotta all my all my carnage missions are done uh the symbiote mission so you're like kind of trying to figure out what to do next and you don't want to spend money like i'm not I, i never spend money on these types of things um but even then, it uh, like the extra little drive is nice in that yeah. um, you're trying to just make the make your cards nicer. And in the end, you're just going to make your cards more beautiful. But uh, I'll, go ahead. Like you guys are all playing. Uh, I think, I think I'm the only one playing. So what is really cool about this game to me is the the depth is l- it kind of exists in a 3D plane. It's like it yeah. can be really yeah. deep or it can be just really shallow. So there's and the game accommodates that really well. Like if you're super good, you're going to ascend the ranks, just kind of be up there with those types of people. If you're not that good, you're just gonna stay in the lower ranks, just kind of be chilling with, with people with of like a like mind, you know. Um, but the way the game shakes up the typical uh card game. I'm trying to think of a good way to, to describe it to a person who, who who like doesn't play card games a lot, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of like waiting and watching and waiting and watching. It takes away that fat and just kind of just makes it a really just nice vertical slice of what a card game is. And the way it does this, which is really interesting to me, is like the cards have different activations or things that they can do but also you have these three bases that you fight over in the center and the center that's just kind of like the whole thing you're just trying to get the bigger number but they have these effects that affect both players so it 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 doesn't matter who has the most everyone benefits or gets affected by it like some of them is like hey you'll have a 25% chance of your cards being played here to get killed. Or, hey, mm-hmm. you can't play anything here after turn three. Or, hey, uh, things can't be placed here or whatever. Like Just like really random things that will throw a wrench in your like plan. So there's really no way to like make a deck that's the meta deck or like the top deck yeah. because you're, you're always going to encounter these curveballs. You're always going to have to navigate around randomness that is for both of you instead of it being just for like one person so it's a really nicely thought out game um i think the issue really it's not really an issue it's just just an issue with like card card games in general is having to pay but i mean i think the way you get cards makes sense like hey i want to get new cards by the season pass that makes sense yeah um I, i i like that um that's like the only issue I really have with it. Besides that, it's like, yeah, it's just really good. Um, 
the Hearthstone guys know what they're doing, and yeah. it feels like uh, this is a combination of like artifact and like Rune Terra, just like kind of sure. put together. It's really yeah, it's just really so. It just shows the the dev team knows what they're doing. So. And and what what I really love, I'm gonna hit this play to play again. What I and you kind of mentioned it is a vertical slice of a card game. It's uh, it's as deep as you want to get into it, which is <clears throat> like for instance, I am definitely getting into the meta of the risk reward uh, gameplay, where I have a cup, I have like three or four decks set up right now. One is very much I could just brute force my way through it. I have Hulk at the end. That's like that, yeah. like the basic standard one. But then I have um the like two of them are. This is very high risk that I need specific cards to fall early on. But when they do, it's like bam, 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 domino yep. effect. But then I also plan on, you know, if I get something going my way early on, I know exactly what the steps are to go forward. And, you know, I'm going to use uh, the witch to change the, uh, you know, to change the, 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 one of the, the locations to do something, something else. I think there's, there's a lot of meta behind it if if you want to get into that. But then at yeah. the same time, it's so freaking easy and understandable to play, which is like you're paying this much and you get one extra gem, power gem, whatever, per uh, one thing, energy per round. So you pay this much and this is how strong it is. That's all, there's no like defense and offense, which is you find that a lot in other card games. Like they have the defense side there. Yeah. The cards aren't actually battling each other. You're literally just battling over the land in the middle. And I think that's what makes it so freaking accessible um, yep. to the point where <clears throat> the Mario Kart rubber banding is in this. If you play your play your cards right, uh, I didn't mean it that way. It just came out. But if you do things a certain way, then you can actually have, I mentioned domino effect. There could be a big domino effect of like towards the end of a match when all of a sudden you're just like racking up. You're, it, there's like no greater satisfaction than to lay down Odin in one area yeah. and have like uh, to lay down Odin in a location that has double on reveals because all of a sudden I have like six white tigers running around or whatever, four extra white tigers. Yeah, being so for so Taylor, awesome. Odin, you play him in your area and he basically makes all the cards reactivate. So okay. Any 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 as in like place actives, like you you place a card down and that activates yeah. that kind of active. Yeah. yeah. So you play him, mm. Odin. And he's also a six six drop, so he's kind of like the last guy that you play. Right. But you play him, and it's just dependent on what area that he's dropped at. So yeah, it's just I I just really think it's so interesting how you have a deck of twelve cards, but you're able mm-hmm. to have so much. Oh, different place yeah. play styles within there like there's cards that are like guaranteed draws like there's one that's like you're guaranteed to draw this card on f- the first first draw yep. you're guaranteed to, to draw this on the second or third the, or fourth. yeah so it's like you you have cards like that but that's their only effect so if you want to just like flood the board you can do that and if you have ant 
Ant-Man, for example, if the whole, if he's the, if there's four people on his like spot, right? He gets plus three or plus four. So he gets big. So you, you're kind of incentivizing yourself by having him or there's just so much that you can do to approach all the situations. I had one area that was like one land pop up that was like, there's going to be a turn seven. Mm -hmm. So there's seven turns instead of six. So that might pop up or there yeah. might be one that's like like seven is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really interesting. It keeps things fresh. Like I, I haven't, there's, there's some lands I feel like that are average to show up more, but there's also a lot that I just, I constantly see things I haven't seen, seen, seen before. Like look at this uh, one. This the, the, really daily, the daily bugle says if you, you know, it, so the way the lands are, of the locations or lands are um, revealed is, is they all kind of start face down. <clears throat> and in the first round, the one on the left gets revealed and ruins is basically nothing. It's just zero. There's no, no effect. And then the, the next round, the second one will open. In this case, it's daily bugle. <clears throat> you can put your card in any one of these three locations, but you may want to wait because <clears throat> the effect isn't like revealed or activated for this location until that locations round so first round second round third round right <clears throat> daily bugle on the second round says get a copy of a card in your opponent's get a copy of a card in your opponent's hand so uh what's interesting about that is if you're a guy like me with this current deck that i have where i'm getting i i haven't been able to get like I'm getting a lot of high numbered cards first for some reason even though i have like a bunch of ones and two two draws in there I'm getting the high number cards first. If some if this thing opens up, then whoever I'm playing against could pull one of my high numbered cards as well, which is really interesting. And then like here's the last one is uh Sakar is put a put a card from each player's hand here. So it will automatically grab a card from your hand and drop it there, which is great and also bad. It's it's great in that if you have Hulk, which is being you know shown here hulk is basically like the ender it's uh, hulk gives you like 12 power for a location it's a it's a six draw but you get 12 points to your to your tally so this person has 14 points right now on the daily bugle uh because they're they're dropping the hulk in there maybe the hulk is 11 or whatever i don't know whatever yeah. but uh, the hulk uh is 11 and um, so you get that 11, 11 points from the Hulk, one from Luke Cage, two from Rocket Raccoon. So that's the 14. The person has like eight or something. So your goal is to get two out of these out of these three. You can uh, if this thing auto draws the Hulk over here, then that completely changes your methodology for what you want to do. If it auto draws like Odin, which is that awesome six. Uh, you know, the card that can do the activations right away and you typically rely on Odin to do double activations or a bunch of stuff, you have to completely change your strategy. So all of these little modifiers are yeah. so, they're so well thought out. There's some that I absolutely hate, like the minus two or the everybody shifts. To I, the love right. I love that one. I love the minus two. two. Yeah, because yeah. so my favorite card is probably, uh, what's his name? Who's the the metal guy? Colossus? Yes. The yeah. X-Men yeah. metal guy? Yeah. So yes, that would Colossus, be Colossus is my favorite. He yeah. can't That's be a great main card, yeah. yeah. He can't be killed. 
and he isn't affected by reducing power. So I always have him and he's good no matter what, but he's amazing there because no one's going to intentionally play a card there unless it's him. So I already have double up on whoever's going to play there. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's also my, I think the best, not the best, but like the worst one to get is probably like put five rocks in each deck, which basically oh, is like, yeah, that could just are, ruin everything. So it, it can, but it can also be really cool if you're, if you're working on a destruction deck, which mm-hmm. some people have, um, uh, because uh, uh, Johnny uh, Wags was talking about it, and I think in the in Discord, you can have a destruction deck where, um, if you have a bunch of cards that you're willing to get rid of, you can actually like expand your your take on the lands really quickly. Like you, like I, I like the cards is you destroy destroy a card and gain plus two or something. Yeah, uh, there's also like one of these yeah card. lands that you fight over that's like. It's like draw from your opponent's deck. So yeah, they could yes. they could draw your card that you need to win. Like totally. Uh, totally. It, it's just and then yeah, there's also I I think the best card is Sentinel. I think he's probably the best card in the game. Oh yeah. Because you play it. him and then he just puts a copy in your hand. Yes. Um it's so it's a two three card, yeah. So yeah, he's just he's cost two. This. It's so it's like it's it's just a well. I play. I play. I played Hearthstone when it came out. I'm good. No, dog. Do play this. Play this for me, man. <laughs> oh, it's good. I uh, I'm gonna have to stream this as well. It's it just it. They handled the development really well. I've never been really addicted to card game before, except for the games within games. Like I'll play uh, in Final Fantasy, and I'll play. I played it in uh, Skylanders. The card game in that too was really good. So, yeah, it's good. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. All right, Marvel Sam. That's it. That's what I got. Um, uh, who wants to go next? Let's go with Taylor. If you got something to talk about, um, if yeah, what do you got? What do you got to talk? Yeah, about? we got a little bit. Zach, Zach has a review game. That's why I'm. We got a little bit. Um, we got Persona Five Royale. Oh yeah, yeah. So it it launched. It also came to Game Pass, um, which is good because I bought it for PS4. I think two years ago and never bought and never played it. Um, But now, but then Persona Four Royal came out like three months later, and I was like, the the general reaction was, yeah, if if Royal exists, you shouldn't play Persona Five. Uh, normal and i was like oh good uh so i didn't and now uh and now and now it's free since i already have game pass and that's great um and so i've I've been playing that so i'm about five hours into persona 5 uh royal which is neat because persona 5 predates shin megami tensei 5 uh although they are very uh they're obviously linked in their the same um, series. Who the, the same series. Yeah. But what's interesting is that there are some things that are hallmarks of the Shin Megami uh, Tensei series, which have been kind of, you know, every Persona game obviously has a lot of stuff. The the demons are all Shin Megami demons, um, and those are the kind of main enemies. And um, 
the powers that you absorb and fuse and stuff like that. That's always been in Persona games. The one thing that I was when I was playing Shimigami Tensei Five because I haven't really played that many of them in the main series was the negotiation piece, which was you talk to demons and they were like, "All right, give me a reason to join your party." Uh, otherwise i will literally never talk to you and so you go through this back and forth conversation be like join me because of this and also your hair looks nice today and sometimes they'll say yes and then they'll join you and that's in persona 5 now which i of course i didn't know because i never played it uh even though i owned that's it i start all of my meetings by the way this uh this engineering problem is going to be huge also your pants are nice yeah also yeah also your hair looks great and uh what's weird though is that there's that one guy that's like fuck you i'm bald and then and then they will literally say and then they'll just attack you on the spot and that happens in persona too um but yeah so uh the <laughs> but no persona 5 royal is it's the persona games do this one thing which is make a very similar game as yeah, they do this one thing um which is they make a very similar game to the but they're i don't know they're they do stuff that no other i mean I, I, we're calling persona triple a games right um and they just they do stuff that nobody else does which is make really interesting aesthetically unique and each one of them is distinct from all the other ones um you know, Persona 5 first came out. Hold on, I have to look this up because I don't remember. Was it 2015? Probably. Mm -mm. 2019, I'm pretty sure. No, the first one. The Persona 5. 2016. 2016. 2016. Yeah, so we're talking, it's, you know, we've been six years and Persona 5 still has so much personality to it that has, like, I don't know, you would think that other people would be like, yo, this shit fucking slaps it works let's do something like that and yet here we are nobody's doing it i don't know it's very strange um the ui is awesome um it has character all of it is cool the music of course i mean that's one of the hallmarks of the persona games across across the whole uh the whole series uh and yeah i mean obviously the you know half dungeon crawler half lead your japanese school life is not gonna like really hit for everybody i get that part um but every other bit of it is fucking amazing um yeah. the the translation is really good um i think it's even better than because uh, i played through like 80 percent of persona 4 golden one day i'll beat that game um but the, i think the i think the translation is better than it was on four golden mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah I, I don't know it Obviously, there's it took me six years, but it's very, very good. There's something so interesting to me about Persona games. Is why I've been like a rabid fan for like a decade and a half. Mario um, and Rabbit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. But it's like they do story in such a. It's not unique, but it's like unique for video games. The way it feels it, unique, way, yeah. Like the way it's not afraid to talk about things, mention things, point out things about society, about injustices within power dynamics, or like it's just like the stories don't match up with the aesthetic, right? Most anime things have a very typical story, 
there's like a normal like hey i'm a teenager gonna power up gonna fight things like you you kind of know it's as we watch the teenager power up and fight things well it's like like, well it's like that's that would be the general thing right yeah this is this is like hey i need to this is the only way i can fight back against society and i need to figure out a way to make things right and i can only do this with my anime power not any other way like the only way i can stop my teacher from raping other students and making them kill themselves is by going into his heart and making him like turn himself in like that's like basically it right and there aren't any other video games that are going to approach that subject matter in that way in any way well or in any way yeah they handle it well it's not like a disrespectful, like they had trans representation before it was kind of like a popular thing. They had gay characters before it was, you know, a kind of accepted thing. Like they've always approached these social topics in on really interesting and well thought out ways. Um, yeah. And persona five is really the amalgamation of what three and four are. Um, and it's just really interesting and what is interesting for me as a persona fan is persona 5 has always been my least favorite of the modern Mm. three but what's interesting to me now replaying it is with royal royal has changed a lot of the the issues i had with five like it's like there's a lot of issues just game play wise like in persona 5 base base game you were kind of stuck in your house going back and forth to school not really able to do much for the first month and that just kind of drove me crazy you that that's not a thing in this oh yeah they 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 open they open it up like five days in and royal and there's also some other character things that they've changed um they're just really like okay this is a better game and also knowing the twists of the game I can appreciate it more now. Like, oh, this mm. is actually a good twist. I I was too harsh on it before. Or now it's like, okay, I am falling back in love with this game that I wasn't really in love with before. So it's been really, it's been fun to replay it again and see it through fresh eyes with Taylor and also kind of just with myself because it's a fresh experience. Yeah. Still, even though I know everything, it's like, oh, this is, okay, this is something that I can just enjoy. Um, yeah. It's been it's been great. It runs flawlessly on the PC. Um, Dude, it's so good on PC. Like it's, the, crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. Are you it's, playing on? Are you playing on PC or are you playing? Yeah. On, uh, yeah. Okay. PC. Yeah. So I mean, it did, it did. Yeah, it did release on. It did release on Game Pass, but um, I'm not. I'm not so crazy driven to also double sure. dip onto uh, Steam as well. Um, I was actually I was talking with uh, DMing Zach about this one. Uh, so Moonlight is a technology that you can, it's installed. I have, I have it, I have it running on my steam deck. It, it backhauls on the NVIDIA shield, uh, streaming. So if you have an okay. NVIDIA graphics card, you can, you know, stream stuff. It's it, but it doesn't like, I don't know. Maybe I'm already spoiled by the way that steam deck just runs stuff natively. Um, the steam, the streaming stuff for a non direct EXE application on pc is not great so if i try and moonlight and then run persona 5 it like launches my i could like i have a window i'm seeing my desktop on my steam deck and then i have to still go in and launch persona 5 and it's not it's not great 
So if I can if I can finagle a way where I'm running Persona Five natively on the Steam Deck, I'll probably check that out and try it out. Um, but I'm not gonna can try and continue messing with the uh, the streaming stuff. But either way, I mean it, 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 that'll just open up options for me personally, as because like I've already run into issues where I'm I want to leave my desk and I want to also be playing persona five and I can't do both of those things at the same time at the moment. But yeah, persona five is, 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 is very good. I'm not surprised because I liked persona three sure. and yeah. four, um, and Shin Megami Tensei five. So that, that wasn't exactly a shocker, uh, but it's really good. One question I wanted before I move on to my next thing was, I mean, do we think that Atlas is just going to kind of start to shift over to saying, PC releases. We now have. Did they did they do the port of Persona Three, portable? Not yet. It's but it's coming, right? They 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 announced it. So they announced the the port of Persona Three portable. Persona Four Golden's already there. We now have Royal. Are we going to start to enter the the days of, you know, it's ex- we expect Persona games, to come to PC. Man, I, I want I SMT5 think it would be in a, in so bad. Eventually. I think- well, I know. I mean, SMT5, is, or and the I think the Shin Megami Tensei games in general is kind of the dream. But, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about this when even when we were playing SMT5 the first time, which is that it's clearly held back frame rate-wise and performance-wise yeah. by Switch hardware. Um, can't wait for the Super Switch, by the way. Um, but, I mean... I don't know. I this feels like gearing up, closing out back catalogs so that they can say, okay, you know, barring exclusivity agreements, it's coming to PC mm-hmm. as part of the normal life cycle. That's the way that I see it. Yeah, it seems to be that way, um, especially because it's. I mean, especially I think it's a pretty big statement in general to put Persona put Persona Five on other consoles. Like, hey, like yeah. we're right not stuck to the sony ecosystem now like we're putting on xbox switch pc uh because i mean persona 5 really is the biggest persona game it's it's crazy people love it so it's like if we put this on everything i think we should expect it going forward there's going to be every persona game on every i think i think it's i think it's unlikely that they're a console exclusive going forward at least and I feel like I feel like if they're not console exclusive, then we're gonna get it on PC. That's just my gut. Every ten years, we'll get a new Persona game. Isn't that cool? Well, we only have to wait four more years. Yeah, yeah. We're already that we're already that close. I remember checking the Persona Five. They had this like teaser website in like 2011, 2010. Checking it every every day, waiting for something. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Um, my other thing. Um, I'm not going to take you. I've got there's there's a there's a secret door through that through that door that's mostly that's mostly fuzzy. Um, exists the the Sony Trinitron CRT television that I purchased and picked up on Saturday. Connected to my connected to my Mister. Um, which I think I've just described on the on the program previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Mister is a uh, FPGA 
which is a field programmable gated array. I'm sorry if I messed up that acronym. It's possible I did. Um, it's basically hardware-based emulation instead of software-based emulation. And uh, yeah, it's about, you know, yay big. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, outputs RGB. So that's your red, red green, green, blue. blue. Red, green, blue. Yeah. Um, which a select few number of, C of CRTs released between like 2000 and 2006 uh, had, and uh, it plays old games and it's very good. And so pictures, it plays pictures. them well. It plays that doesn't just play them; it plays them well. It, uh, it yeah, on top of good. But yeah, no, it's it's crazy to go back. Is it? I mean, I haven't played a game on a CRT television since I had one, I think. Um, so, 20, close, close to 20 years. Um, it's been, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a while. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it is nutty to go back to see games rendered on the technology that they were developed for. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of the things that it's really easy to lose sight of. Um, interlacing on CRT televisions is just unique to the medium. And yeah. when you have games that were developed on, tested on, and designed for a specific type of display medium, it is really hard to recreate that type well, of aesthetic. So. Also, the response time is instant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yes. we're, we're talking we're talking about like sub sub mil, sub one millisecond response yeah, it's time. It's that it's, we're not used to like 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 our eyes have adjusted to the LCD like lag that we experience on TVs and stuff. But like going to a CRT, like I used to play competitive Smash, and we would all, we would exclusively play on CRTs because of this. But like going like playing Melee on a CRT, then going and playing Ultimate on an LCD is like swimming in water because it's like the response time is so drastic, but you, you, mm. you we're trained to not realize it now, but it's just, it's wild to go back to be like, okay, I'm gonna go play the Whoa. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it did the way that the mister works. I mean, there is kind of like this Linux sub layer on the technology side that adds in a little bit more than what there would have been on a native console. But I mean, it's still, it's still, not comparable uh to what an lcd and what co other computer layers add but yeah i don't know it's a it's been a very neat little experience um getting back into that i have to figure out it's it's been mostly kind of catalog fatigue uh okay. when you uh when i legally download the entire roster of um you know every super nintendo game that i own uh and put that on and make it available to play it there's a lot of games there um mm -hmm. you know super nintendo gba uh sega genesis this aka master drive owns every game boy it's Vanguard. crazy it's crazy yeah you would you wouldn't believe how much space i have available in my home to harbor all of these carts it's just my wife is on her last legs i mean you know yeah it's crazy but with what one of the things that was interesting that we're talking about GBA, GBA was this weird also in between where we weren't quite on the full path of LCDs being the main display medium for development purposes. Like, you know, we're kind of on an in between. 
And so I was talking with a buddy that also is a Mr. Uh, friend of the show, Mike Bachman. And, uh, and so he, he so he's had a Mr. For a while. And so we're looking, talking about one of the early, or I guess kind of semi-late, uh, Castlevania. No, no, sorry. This is a launch GBA title, um, of Castlevania Circle of the Moon, I think. If that's the right one. Ooh, awesome. Double check me. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things that was complained about was that when it launched all everything was really really dark because when you're looking at it on a crt circle in the moon it looks really different because crts just have a different color uh fidelity to them where blacks look much much better to them so if you're you know sitting in a development studio working on a computer in mid 1990s um Although I guess this is late nineties at this time, but ir- irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You're probably developing it on a CRT. You're t- testing it on a CRT or a PVM, you know, professional video monitor, which is displaying it at- on a CRT television. And so you're going to be looking at it and that's your reference point. And obviously at some point they tested it on a GBA dev kit, mm-hmm. but once you've made it all the way through the development process where your reference point was on a CRT, it's like, oh shit, do we go back and do we retool every single color that we've been developing for X amount of time? But anyway, that was just a thought that kind of popped into my head, um, which was, you know, is that one of the reasons why it looked, why it kind of looked as dark as it did? Um, and one of the reasons why it looks really good playing it on a 27 inch CRT television instead. Uh, but it's it's very neat to kind of have that as something that I can go back to and 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 play again. And now, at least I don't have to try and go and find every classic console that I care about, and then also filling out collections of carts to try and make sure that I can still play those games because that's not something I'm interested in. So I'll take this instead. It's very cool. Thanks. Recommend. Thanks. I was looking at one. And I'm like, ah, I don't need more stuff. <laughs> it's very small. Very small dolly. No, and it's pretty affordable. It's it it's smaller than uh your oh yeah, I forget what it was called. What's the thing with the crank? Play date. Smaller than your play date. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh sandwiches. Sandwiches. Anything else? That's it. Uh I mean I'll just I'm just gonna pull up my and launch Steam real quick and make sure. <laughs> Let me just go through all the games that I own real quick. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. that's it. Zach Arias. Boy, I got I got a bunch of games for you. Three of them are review games. One of them is not. So I'm gonna talk about the all one right. that isn't. Okay. This game is gonna come to, as a shock to all of you people. I have been playing Mario an and Xbox game, Xbox Game Pass game by the Obsidian Studio. It's called Grounded. Oh, okay. Grounded is very, very good. And oh yeah, you didn't Lord. you didn't invite me to play Grounded with you. Surprising. I didn't know. I'm still playing it. Um holy shit. This game is amazing. All right. Um yeah. Is it did it did it hit a did it hit a 1.0 release? Yep, in September. Okay. It's finished. Um yeah, it's just a really good survival game. It has a lot of character. It's also just really fun to be a little shrunk down kid in your backyard. 
discovering underground science labs, this like conspiracy of like shrinking kids and like fighting like bugs and like climbing big things and trying to survive. It's just really, really good. Um, I just want everyone to play it. It's, it's, yeah, it's great. Um, it's so, it's such a good combination of all of its like competitors in the space. Um, it's like rust or like Minecraft. It's like, it's, it's a good combination of all those, but it's what makes it different, at least to me is the personality. There's a lot of personality in it. Like the kids are talking to the bugs and there's, and also just kind of the idea of being like I was saying before, I shrunk down kid, like you're smaller than a blade of grass. I like the way you get water is you look up to see dew hanging off of grass and you hit it and the water drops down. That's how you get a drink. Or like, that's cool. It's just stuff like, it's just like really like interestingly designed from like the design point of like, how would a kid approach, approach this or how would, yeah, it's just, it's so impressive. Um, I don't know. I just randomly downloaded it because some streamer I saw on TikTok, I saw on TikTok say like, "Hey, this game is really, really good." So I downloaded it, and yeah, it's really, really good. Um, awesome. It's awesome. definitely something that people should check out. I mean, it's on Game Pass, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, look, you can build these cool bases and all the stuff. I'm playing by myself, so. It's kind of it's kind of harder than it would would be. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm killing ants and roasting them on a fire and getting leaves and chopping them up and building a base and all that. It's really cool. Uh, That's awesome. Didn't expect to say that or ever play this game because yeah. I was like a city and whatever. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, I remember cool. um, back when it first launched. But this was like you know when it first hit early access um i think i watched co carnage play yeah he, he, like, he's the one who i saw on tick tick oh really Talk. yeah he said like hey like this game is really good you should yeah he played he played through everything like when it first hit early access he played through every bit that was available at that yeah. time um and he was like that was days he he played through everything that there was and had a had a good time with it so at that at that point i was i, I didn't catch every minute which was probably good cuz I don't necessarily want to see an entire game played in front of me. Um, but then, you know, I was also kind of interested because I want to see games hit 1.0 and experience them at that point. Uh, you know, I want to see like an entire uh, a team's vision of what their game is supposed to be rather than yeah. just the early part of it. It's, it's super good. Uh, it's, yeah, that just reminds me. I saw that Dyson Sphere program was also came out on Games Pass, and I have to I have to load that up and try that out because it's Factorio on different planets. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I know, but I want it. All right. What yeah. else? Okay, so let's start with the easiest one. So Faith, uh, uh, Unholy Trinity is a new game by George Michael. By no. Based, it's based on the song know. by George Michael. Mm-mm. No. It's, um, it's, I forget the developer's name. It's just one guy, but it's published by our friends at New Blood. Um, 
yeah it's like an atari game like that's kind of like like it doesn't look like that because there's high fidelity pixel graphics which is super but that's how it looks it looks just like really simple the developer is airdorf games yes airdorf just one dude um he does he traces himself for the animations i've seen his uh process so it's really interesting yeah so it's just a horror game this is the first first game you play a priest and you're just trying to like de-spook a house um and yeah they're really good simple horror games really effective uh they're simple and fun but yeah um what makes them spooky is stuff like this like you'll be (laughs) okay like everything's simple or you're just like going through whatever and it's like uh oh i just got attacked it's like this really high fidelity pixel guy coming at you um yeah they're super good uh if you can handle like old school um atari kind of walking slow really simple sounds and graphics they definitely play them they're really good for halloween um uh the story in there is pretty interesting um there's a lot of reading if you're if you don't like to read i don't know yeah what do you the visual say, style of this thing looks looks just badass to me. Yeah, what's, it's, what's, um, it's sick. <laughs> what Taylor? No, I was just gonna say the the animation is like this part. Obviously, the yeah. no, the, the high the high fidelity single pixel. Um, it just I mean it it looks like it's traced. I mean, like the animation yeah. is is very 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 solid. Um, yeah, he, it's just so weird to then, then hop into yeah. this. As the gameplay is concerned, it yeah, looks look like at the his kind of uh, animation that would have been in Atari or Commodore games back then, right? Like they were trying to. Get yeah, it. I mean, this is this is this is like the Commodore sixty four version of HD two D, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it because. It's one of those things that you'd say theoretically this could be, except they would never be able to produce it at this frame rate. Um, but it definitely would obviously be able to produce six colors uh, or eight colors um, on line tracing. It just wouldn't do it this well. Yeah. So um, Faith 1 and 2 have been free on Itch.io for four or five years. I don't know. I played them when mm. they first came out. We've been waiting for Faith 3, the Unholy Trinity, which has always been the plan for it to be a yeah, Trinity. Trinity release. Uh, and this new Steam release adds, you know, all the cool Steam things like achievements, adds new endings. So the the choices and, the, and things that you make according to like how many pieces of... So like you're kind of investigating a family and like a haunted family situation over the three three games in the first game depending on how much you find within the house within the forest uh, it can determine different things happening in the third game the third game is substantially longer like the first game you can beat in like 30 minutes second like an hour third game is kind of three or four hours they're they're short but yeah so he really did a lot of work to make them all more connected than they were prior um but yeah if you go to his twitter airdorf on twitter you can see videos of him reenacting some of the animations and him showing the process of how he draws over himself. Oh, that's cool. Uh, more like, I guess it's, what's the word? Protoscoping is kind of... Rotoscoping, thank you. I, dude, I was literally, I have a tab open trying to Google the word for rotoscoping because I couldn't remember it. Yeah, so 
it's pretty good. I mean, it's not pretty good. It's really good. Um, yeah. I don't know how much they it is because I got it for free. <laughs> but let's check. I say like fifteen bucks would be like a perfect. Yeah, it's thirteen forty nine. Oh, that's um, nice. yeah. So that's like a perfect price. Fifteen bucks is the base price. It's perfect for this game. Um, yeah, it's also New Blood, and they just do nice. weird stuff in general. So always support them. Uh, yeah. And second game, I guess I'll talk about Potionomics. Um, oh yeah, hit me. Oh man, this game <laughs> turned out to be a part-time job. Um, <laughs> it's like oh, it, it's kind of disappointing for me. Oh. oh, it's not a bad game at all. Just to put that out there, I was expecting it to be a lot more than what it. Ended yeah, up see, being. See, yeah, I mean, Steam has it as a very positive with fifteen hundred, which is. Pretty good. pretty good. No, so it's it's not what I wanted it to be, but that's not that doesn't mean it's bad because it's a very good good game, very well designed, thought out game. So potionomics, you your uncle dies, he leaves um, his potion shop to you. You go there, you get cursed by the debt ghost. Who's like, hey, you got to pay millions of gold because you got the debt debt ghost. Now I got to pay him. But okay, darn, how do I make money? Okay, you gotta learn how to make potions from this owl who lives in your uncle's uh, shop. You learn how to make potions. And it's like, hey, if you want to make more money, there's a tournament, a potion making tournament going on. So you have to enter in the tournament. Every ten days, you enter into this tournament. You compete against other people. You get your potions graded, and whoever wins makes the money. Blah blah. Makes things easy. Um, so how this works is there's an amazing cast of characters. Um, Ten mm-hmm. ish side characters, nine ish. You can date all of them, so it's also a dating sim. Um, but of course, they all offer. So the relationship that you build with them will give you cards. It's because it's also a card building, uh, deck building. It, game. Yeah, deck builder. Yeah. So you build a relationship with a character who has a certain archetype for a card. You get that card, you can put that in your deck. So it incentivizes you to talk to them and pursue a relationship, friendship, whatever. Um, What makes the game hard is one, you have a time management system that you have to keep up with. So you see that, that, that compass in the top left, Mm-hmm. Um, there is a you have six little marks, and that counts as basically like a chunk of time. Ooh, they're kissing. Um, <laughs> a chunk of chunk of time. So like each t- thing you do costs time. So traveling to go see someone costs one time. Hanging out with them costs one, or brewing potions might cost a certain 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 amount. Or there's a character named Mint who is the soldier of the heroes guild you go see her she goes and travels out and can kill things and bring you loot mm-hmm. back so you, but you need to make potions for her so she she doesn't die um so you have to there's so many systems and so much time management that is going on that makes it very stressful it's not a relaxing game it can be relaxing if you're a person who is really um hyper focused about being um as proactive productive as possible like you want to min max everything i can be that way 
Um, but it's not necessarily what it's not necessarily what you always want to do, though. Right. Yeah. It's like I just kind. Of, this is I. I wanted this game to be kind of challenging, but I wanted to like sit back. I'm actually. Relax and play it. I'm actually kind of surprised um, that there wasn't a that there wasn't multiple difficulties option uh, offered, where you know the min maxing being required as far as the higher di highest difficulty was concerned um and kind of a normal offering you more variation of how you yeah. can spend that time yeah so yeah i mean it's not bad like it's yeah it, it's super good um because all the way the characters and their systems work together, they work together really symbiotically. It's 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 really well thought out. Everything, um, yeah. I it's just one of those things for me at least is like I want to wait for someone to min max it as much as possible. Then I want to follow a guide or I want to watch yeah. something. Like yeah. that's what I'm waiting for. But also the game, so you get these, um, you get drops and stuff from Mint. Who's that? courier than her boss sebastian i think is his name he can also go out and do things and you have to pay him to go out and do that so there's also a money element a resource you have to manage as well on top of time but you get these items back and it's all rng depending on what items you you can get and what and how much you get back so i restarted the game three times just to check this and also because the boss the first boss before they patched her four times was really hard <laughs> um i each time i went back i got different items each run so that's uh, that also makes it hard because you might not because there's these things called maggie mins maggie mins those little those little tubes you see on the, the right they balance out and that's how you decide what potion that you make um so the items you put in gets you x amount of crystals change the layout of the potion um and that also increases the quality and how well it's made and the stars and all these things but those items are all randomly accrued so you can't really choose like i want this to put in here it's like i have to find this from mint or from sebastian and then bring this to this other character who's a witch who has a mimic and the mimic eats it and then they eat the item so you have to wait a day because you have to wait a day for them to copy the item and then and then you can buy it from the store but okay do you have enough money to buy it? do you have enough time to go visit them like it's just a lot um but if you're in the mood for that kind of game here it is uh it's definitely really good they, they've been working on it for five or six years i mean i will say i mean like it looks good animations are really good mm-hmm it's yeah i mean it's yeah. a it's a wonderful game um i mean it just 100 percent depends on the type of gamer that you are and what kind of mood you're in um i'm just disappointed because i wanted it to be more like casual sim which is yeah. like w whatever um but yeah it's still super good the characters are great the writing's good it's like uh, it's like let me get to the ending hmm. Add a little bit more, you know, like Stardew Valley paste. Yeah, that's what I expected, but that's just on me. Um, but besides that, hey, go ahead and buy it and play it if you're looking for that kind of experience. Um, it's kind of expensive. It's like 45 bucks. Um, but it's like 30 hours of gameplay, 20 hours. So 
pretty good. Um, and a lot of love went into it. And especially their writing. Their writing is phenomenal. It's yeah. just super well thought out. Characters are amazing. Uh, yeah. So add that to your wish list if that sounds fun. But my favorite game of these three, Cultic Chapter One. Oh my God. <laughs> Cultic is like, I'm trying to figure out a way to describe it. Uh, see, let me look at my notes. Let's see. This, this man's taking notes. Cultic is a game. Yeah, Cultic is the game I whipped out my notepad for. Uh, Resident Evil meets Half Life 2 and Bone Tomahawk. I don't know if you guys have seen Bone. Well, you mean Raven Home? Yeah, sure. It's kind of, it's not, it's like, I'm trying to think of the like. Damn, I can't, I can't believe I just got, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, well, it, it isn't like Raven Home, but it kind of is, I guess. Anyways, what I'm trying to say here is <laughs> uh, you're kind of an, an investigator who's investigating a cult. You go investigate, things get messed up. You wake up in a pile of, pile of bodies and you just kind of go. Um, but what makes Cultic so freaking good is it's well thought out on a game design level, mechanic level, and an art level. It all works together in a really amazing way. What I, what I mean by this is it's like the typical kind of like horror thing where it's like guy goes to solve situation hey, it's kind of creepy. Uh-oh, there's a demon. Like, it slowly evolves into that kind of like horror trope, trope, right? Um, you start out with an axe, you're chopping dudes up, and then eventually you're going, and you're like, oh, they're killing people. And then the game just turns into this slaughter fest, right? You're just going crazy on these dudes, and it's just so fun. Um, <laughs> I love this game. It's so good. So oh, yeah, so <laughs> like the rule of cool is kind of like how this game like runs. It's like, the hey, like cool. The rule of cool is like, wouldn't it be great if you could like drop dynamite on a guy and like shoot it and blow it up? And like, yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, well here here's a camp of dudes who just murdered something. Like, let's just blow them up. Um, but what is so great about it is the level design encourages you to like be really adventurous and like poke it poke your head around look at things a really like old school first person shooter design like a half-life 2 kind of like there's so many nooks and crannies and approaches that you can do here um and what i love about it is it's really uh dedicated to its minutia it's like okay so to light dynamite you have to pull it out and then click the right you can click mouse to click the right mouse button so like light the lighter yeah then you light the lighter and then you light the dynamite and then you have then you have to throw it or you could just drop it and shoot it so there's that and then there's also like uh i'm trying to try to think of what other things uh there's you can get you can get, um, you can like make, uh, what are they called? The fire cocktails, Molotov cocktails. So you, it's the same process. And, but it's like, <laughs> what's really cool is you can also have a lighter. You can have the lighter in your hand and you, 
you're in like a dark cave and you have a gun right here and you shoot and when you have to reload the light goes out and he reloads his gun so if you're in a dark cave it's like fuck like i can't see anything but it has all of this like really like action-packed crazy stuff but what it did to me is it made me not scared but just like on the edge of my seat because the game does things that you just don't really expect. Like there's one time where I'm like on a boat trying to find a key to open up a door. I go down to the bottom of the boat, just me killing normal cult dudes, whatever. Cool. I go down to the bottom. There's a guy hanging from the rafters. There's a key hanging, hanging down. I jump and I grab the key. I'm like, okay, time to like leave. And I turn, I turn around Oh, that's the wrong wrong door. I come back and there's a there's just a barrel floating in the middle of the room. I'm like, oh, that's a funny bug. That's cool. No, it's not a bug. There's a ghost in there. There's like throwing <laughs> barrels at me. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what the heck? So then I just like open the door and I turn the corner and there's just like there's this like a mummy coming at me. I'm like, oh, I just keep running past. And then like you come out of the boat, everything's normal. The game does things like that consistently, but it's like, it doesn't overwhelm you. It's like, you'll see something float at the corner of your eye. You look and it's not floating anymore. Or you'll look and there's a guy floating up above you and you're looking, he's gone. Like it's just stuff like that. It's just like constantly ramping up, but it's, it's just plays with you in a really fun way way on top of being just a really competent fun shooter is like hey like let's just kill a bunch of dudes make things blow up um yeah it's it's really it has amazing set pieces and just build up i really love it like it's so great like i think the way the dev described it is like it's a classic shooter with all of the advantages of like a modern engine so yeah so like you can like jump off of high areas and like roll. It's a bunch of just, like really interesting physical based things, like picking up stuff and throwing them at people, or you can like pick up axes, throw them at people, or shoot. Or if a person shoots and like throws an axe at you, you can shoot it out of the air. If you step in a bear bear trap, you have to shoot the bear trap off your foot. Like it's just some really just fun game like gameplay chunks within every interaction it's just and the way you can approach things from any way you want to like oh i'm gonna be stealthy and like shoot these dudes in the head or oh i'm gonna throw dynamite everywhere because i want to or i'm gonna use this shotgun that i upgraded because you pick up weapon upgrades throughout you drop it at a bench you can upgrade it there's a weapon there's a shotgun upgrade that'll like make your guy fly backwards so like i would just like turn towards the guys and shoot and (laughs) fly my back towards the dudes and have like a tommy gun out it's like as i'm like flying like it's just like super fun um yeah it yeah i just like really whenever i was i was in a dark cave i saw a dude floating i was like uh-oh. I saw him and then I like turned the corner and he was gone. I was like, okay, cool. But then I stepped in a bear bear trap and I was like, how do I get out of here? And then I figured out I had to shoot the bear trap off my foot. That's kind of where I like fell in love with it. I was like, oh, like this, 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 <laughs> this game is just really, it's really different. Uh, yeah, it just really cool. Um, 
yeah, it's just chapter one. He has more chapters coming out. I think chapter two is next year in like March. Okay. Uh, it's made by one dude. So also cool. But yeah, it is great. I love it a lot. Um, it's also fun to just, it just has that like half life feel. Mm-hmm. Actually, Taylor, it does remind me of Ravenholm now that you mention it. There's so <laughs> many like cool little, little bit. Nooks and, a little bit. There's a lot of cool little nooks and crannies in all the levels that you kind of like are encouraged to explore. Like, there's hey, here's a here's another thing I experienced that isn't a part of the critical path, but it felt like it was. I found a house, went into its basement. Oh, cool, there's a bunch of boxes here. Oh, shit, there's a big, giant thing behind these boxes. Turn around, the door locks. Uh-oh, time to fight this dude. Uh-oh. Cool, how do I get out? Let me throw dynamite at the door. It doesn't blow open the door, but what it does is it kills the dudes around the door. So I open the door, and I'm free. It's stuff like that, that just, like, encouraging you to just kind of push around explore have fun like stacking barrels to make a staircase to get to a window why not it's really just kind of that game um it's very half-life 2 if you've played half-life 2 i know dally you haven't but taylor has he knows what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's cool it's up there of the games i've played this this year i'm not i i have a top five list I'm not going to tell you what's in the top top five, but it's up there. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, Cultic, very good video game. 3D Realms. Yep. And with that, this cult is calling it a night. That's it. That's Are all you I in the cult? Yeah, I guess so. Cultic. Uh, you can find us sidequesting.com, sidequesting on all the socials. Our YouTube user handle thingy is SideQuesting TV. Also, just go to search for SideQuesting TV. Uh, same with Twitch. Um, next week is Halloween, so we won't record on Monday. Probably record it's on the Lord's Sunday. Day. Uh, but that also means we have the question of the week, which is, "What was your scary game?" What mm. give us in give us some input about your scariest game moments, and we'll talk about it on. Z podcast trying to do semi regular lit regular ish questions of the week on the on the show on the podcast so we'll we'll talk about that um but uh, yeah other than that you know where to look for us hop in the Discord and yeah. uh, we'll have a good time right now I'm gonna go uh, go to sleep it's ten that sounds great it sounds real good yeah I'm gonna do that all right Zach you gonna fall asleep. Sorry, bud. Did no decisions made for you, man. You got to do it. It's bedtime. You I'll go it. read a book. I'll go read a book. Yeah, and then fall asleep. It's all right. Book is just one step away from falling asleep. I know that. I've been there. It's Zach Nip. Books are Zach Nip. Take care, everybody. Bye bye.